You are listening to Worth a Late Fee. The podcast where two former movie rental store clerks watch films that they may have recommended at one time. To see if we still think they'll be worth keeping an extra day or four to watch again. Even if it meant paying a late fee. Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan in a comedy about love. Someone is staring at you in personal growth. About life. I'm gonna be 40! <laughs> when? In eight years. And fresh produce. Great. A new Rob Reiner comedy. I'll roll down the window. When Harry met Sally. Hey guys, welcome to the Worth a Late Fee podcast. Today we'll be discussing the 1989 romantic comedy classic, When Harry Met Sally. We have a special guest uh, this week. It's my wife, Bree. She's going to give me a little hint on what we'll be eating and drinking. Waiter, I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. Pecan pie. <laughs> so we're, we uh, we actually stopped by a local bakery, Albie and got some pecan pie. And we also got the pecan pie porter from Common Shoes Beer. We got the beer for Joe and I, and we got the pecan pie for Brie because she doesn't really drink. So. But I eat. But she does eat. She does eat, <laughs> and everybody needs their pecan pie. So like I said, we'll be talking about... Uh, when Harry met Sally, and go ahead, Joe. Yeah, so the reason why I picked this movie is because it is, right now, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, yeah. which is pretty exciting. So I'm the third wheel, so everyone can relate to someone here. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the back of the DVD cover reads, Brimming over with style, intelligence, and flashing wit, this splendid and irresistible film from director Rob Reiner is one of the best love romantic economies of all time. Featuring dazzling performances from Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal, Carrie Fisher, and Bruno Kirby, exceptional music from Harry Connick Jr., and an Oscar-nominated screenplay by Nora Ephron, When Harry Met Sally is an explosively funny commentary on friendships, courtships, and other hardships of the modern age. Will sex ruin a perfect relationship between a man and a woman? That's what Harry, played by Crystal, and Sally, played by Ryan, debate during their trip from Chicago to New York. And 11 years later, there's still no close to find the answer. Will these two best friends ever accept that they're meant for each other? Or will they continue to deny the attraction that's existed since the first moment when Harry met Sally? Well done. Well done. So it came out in 1989. Yes. Uh, it was, had a budget of $16 million and it made $93.1 million. That's good. And it went up against License to Kill, the James Bond film, which blew it out of the box office. Yeah. Clearly, but... This movie for a sixty million dollar budget, making ninety three is really impressive yeah, for a romantic good. film. For sure, I so. was four when this came out. Same, but I would one hundred percent have picked this over License to Kill. Yeah, I think I was four months old when this came out. So. <laughs> it was also four, so four years, not four months. So, so yeah, no, it's good. And there were some of the other movies you said that came out that year. Oh, Indiana the year Jones. was insane. It was yeah. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Back to the Future Part Two, eighty nine, Great Year in Cinema, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Little Mermaid, yeah, Lethal Weapon too. Like it was like a really fun. It was like it was the year like summer blockbusters. It's kind of like these are still known as summer blockbusters to this day, which is kind of it's really cool. So I think we discussed. You were four months old. Bree and I were four years old. So Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us saw this in the theaters that we remember. But what is your first memory of seeing the movie, Joe? When I was younger, I, I I've always kind of liked romantic films. But when I was younger, I first time watching it, I had it pretty loud, and the orgasm scene came on TV. 
and my mother was in the other room. <laughs> so it was kind of like a, oh my God, I looked at the remote real fast trying to find the volume and thankfully, you know, it's... And that she only came made in. it more weird. <laughs> it was only so awkward. Yeah. It probably would have been better if you just let her run in the room thinking you were watching something you shouldn't and then be like, Mom, it's but just when I... It goes on for so long, though. So it good. goes on for so long. That's one thing I... When I watched it like this this last time, I was like, oh, it isn't like a quick thing. Mm-hmm. But no. what, about, what about you? So the funny thing is, it's specifically funny mm-hmm. you mentioned that scene because I can't remember my life without this movie i feel like it's always been a part but when we were watching it this past time i thought to myself in the diner scene with meg ryan when she fakes the orgasm there is no way my parents would have let me watch this as a kid so it had to have been i would guesstimate like college at minimum but I think it's just, I've seen it so many times, and I am not a rewatcher. I don't rewatch a ton of movies. I know. I'm, this is a wrong podcast for <laughs> me. But I have seen this movie <clears throat> countless times, and so I think I made up for lost time and have watched it a ton in adulthood. Love it. Oh, I probably shouldn't even. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm a fan. <laughs> so, my first memory is probably the easiest to recall because it was this past summer i don't remember joe and i went to new york city for uh red sox yankees game and and it was either it was either right before that or right after that but it's a movie that brie's been trying to like wrestle me into submission into watching for a long time and i i don't know why i was so against watching it i think it's because i'm not a huge billy crystal guy Mm -hmm. i'm not a huge meg ryan guy and there are a lot of bad... I, I actually don't mind a good romantic movie, especially a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where there's... For every one good one, there's a hundred bad ones. So I th- I was kind of like dragging my feet. And I, what probably happened is I probably had you watch something that you... Use this as leverage against Yes. You. So, but what you're saying on the record is that I was right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just... I'll, I'll agree with you, though. But like Billy Crystal, I'm like Ryan, I'm not big fans of them either. But like this is both their best best film, I think. Like easily, I love. Yeah, it, it, I'm not a big Meg Ryan fan. I don't hate her, but like I don't scout all her films. Like this is like one of those films where it's just like it's easy to pick out as her like best role. Did I or did I not say that same thing to you when we were watching it? I said, you know, there are some people that that they love. You've got mail. They love Sleepless in Seattle because they're Meg Ryan people. I'm not that person. Um, I'm. There's nothing to me, there's nothing about either one of them as actors that I like seek out. I just love their characters in this particular film. Yeah. To me, Billy Crystal was uh, City Slickers Billy Crystal. And he was the guy who did, he, this random guy who did a great Muhammad Ali impression, especially considering he was like a white Jewish guy from New York City. And, that, and then that's the other thing is he was a New York City guy. And I, and I say that in a good way because I think he's, are, like I think he's he's from New York City and he's he comes across across as very genuine. So, but that's it. Like I said, I didn't like him, and I think all of so eighty five, eighty five, eighty nine. You were born right. So I think our thing with Meg Ryan is, especially as guys, I we miss the when I watched this movie, I was like Meg Ryan was a babe. Like she was mm. she was very she was a beautiful lady, but she's kind of one of those actors or actresses that's maybe i don't want to be too but she had a little bit too much work done probably she got a little too hollywood but even when you watch this movie you're like oh my god she's such a such a pretty lady but so my i haven't seen this i hadn't seen this movie until like six months ago or something like that 
and uh, like I said, I was I was pleasantly surprised. So it's kind of funny, right? So you New York too, because we went through Washington Square Park and all that. So it's like, and that's where a lot oh, of the yes, open happened. So right before, yeah, I saw it right. You before. took a picture of Washington Square Park, sent it to me, yep. and goes, he asked, "Where am I?" And I'm yep. like, "I don't know right where you are." <laughs> yeah, and and that trip, and then this movie, and we'll get to it later. But I think the like unofficial star of this movie is New York City. Yeah. It's and the movie does such a great job of like, like like I said we'll get back to it probably but the movie does such a great job of, of promoting New York City it's almost like a, a tourism film you know so it, yeah. it's perfect so and the movie starts out uh, with a car ride from Chicago and New York City so uh, Harry Billy, uh, Billy Crystal and uh, Sally Meg Ryan are driving from Chicago to New York City and the reason for that is they, they both go to college in Chicago and Harry is Harry's girlfriend is friends with Meg Ryan's character. Right. Harry's girlfriend is Amanda. Right. And so that's my first thing with that, with, with the movie is in no, there is no universe where that would happen. Where you'd be, where a girl would be like, hey, this is my boyfriend of not that long. Yeah, let's drive 18 I hours know. Yeah. yeah. You mind driving across half the country with them. You've never met him before. Whatever. But, you know, whatever. It starts the movie. And, and, Throughout their long trip, the two of them talk about, you know, a few things, but relationships. And, and the big sticking point is Harry's opinion is a man and a woman can't be friends. Because in his opinion, in his mind, sex is always in the way. A man's always going to be thinking about having sex with a girl. And, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, this, this, this kind of carries on through the entire yes. film, which is why it's so fun. Sidebar, is that a thing? I mean, uh, I have more girls who are friends, I think. Well, so it's... Just so I the listeners it. know, really quick, Joe yeah. has like super bottles oh, for okay. friends. Yeah, Joe does have super bottles for friends. <laughs> okay. so. Just had to, full disclosure. Go ahead. Eric. So I couldn't be friends with Joe's friends. Right. <laughs> they're too hot. Yeah, they're too hot. No, but I I want to circle back on that theory uh, at the like Later. the next in the airport scene where he because okay. he kind of revises his theory and I'm closer to that mm-hmm. that point of it. But so. So anyway, Sally, Sally thinks that they can, and then they're at a diner somewhere along the road, and Harry ends up selling, uh, telling her that she's he thinks she's attractive, she's pretty, and she takes that as, you know, he's hitting on her, and she gets kind of all upset about it and whatever. But my favorite scene in this part of the movie is her ordering her sandwich or whatever. It's not a sandwich. Was it a sandwich? Chef the, salad. Yeah. The, and then the pie on the side. Yeah. 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 Pie a la mode. yeah. But with strawberry ice Yeah, cream. heated. Yes, yes. But then it's not heated. Yes, exactly. And I think that I don't, obviously, like I said, you were four months old. We were four years old. I don't, I can't speak on what people thought of like a stereotypical girl before that. But I think this is credited if you want in doing your research with a lot of the where the whole high maintenance girl thing came from. And that dinner or that lunch order or breakfast or whatever it was, was definitely, it was a classic scene, but it's, it's, it's my favorite part of that whole part of the movie. And the high maintenance thing too, that my, one of my favorite lines in the entire movie I took note of comes up later <laughs> on when they're talking about like what kind of person she is. And like, that's my the favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's great about that scene is the Meg Ryan's outfit hmm. with these, not so flattering uh, high waisted coffee she shorts. She looks like a tour guide of some sort. Right. Like, yeah, she looks like, like, a, like a zookeeper. She looks like she'd be uh, crocodile hunter's daughter. 
something. One thing I'll say Rest that kind of echoes this sentiment about how, I mean, she's clearly a pretty girl. They even yeah. make it a point in, in that scene to, to call that out to viewers if it, like as if you couldn't see it for yourself. Right. But just how there's something super endearing about her and her expressions and how like humongous her big blue eyes get yeah. when they're looking at each other and he's he is he's making a pass at her as she says oh, you yeah. know, and you're oh, going yeah. with my friend but there's something super endearing about her and even though she's high maintenance and um persnickety it's not in like a it's it's not in like a a way that it's in regards to her appearance it's just her opinions around food a lot of times. I think she's yeah. also, I think she's tightly wound. I think more than like high maintenance, I think she's yeah. tightly wound. Yeah. I guess, I don't know if this is a, a, a thing that happened after this movie, like a, a shift in the idea of the term, but I think of high maintenance and I think about and it, like it's really into your physical, your exterior, but she was... Or like they need they need to be taken out to these like nice restaurants. Right. Yeah. Kardashians. Right, exactly. Yeah. And she's like hanging out at the diner taking lunch meat off her sandwich. Right. Yeah. So I just think she's like... Particular. Yeah, she's got some quirks, but yeah. who doesn't, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And yeah. So they the ride doesn't go, you know, 100% as planned, but it doesn't go totally wrong. And they meet at what's that park in New York City? Sorry, Washington Square Park. Mm-hmm. So Bree's gonna be Bree's gonna be the expert on the movie. Mm-hmm. Joe's more of the expert on New York City because he's oh, yeah, always yeah. there. I'm pretty much useless in the podcast. <laughs> but so if there's a, a, a landmark in New York City, I'm gonna ask Joe if there's. A I'm place. gonna say real quick about that when she pulls over to let him out on that road. Would that ever happen? No way. Okay, I was gonna no say. Way. Do you think in the '80s that would happen? Maybe in the eighties, but like I'm trying to think. No, it was not like it was, it was pretty like dangerous back in the eighties, wasn't it? In New York, like really yeah, like notoriously dangerous. I don't, I don't like know, but... I have no idea. But yeah, that's why I heard. Like I heard it's really dangerous, and like since uh, like I think it was Mandriani who kind of came around, turns things around supposedly. But um, yeah, like it was it, it's super crowded in that area. And I don't want, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I I hate when people do it with other movies or a particular TV show. But the the real estate in New York. This movie, it's so like Harry's apartment or condo or whatever that is with that giant window. That probably in New York City nowadays would be a five million dollar or some. I don't even know what the number on in on Manhattan. And I normally I don't say anything about that sort of thing because no one wants to watch. Like if you take Friends. No one wants to watch realistic friends, which would be all six of them living in a, a closet in a two bedroom. <laughs> yeah, in a studio apartment. So I get that they have to have a, a nice apartment to make the show pleasant to watch and they have to have like an open space. But they could have toned it down a little bit with Harry, with uh, his condo or apartment with the giant window. And then also uh, oh, Jess. Well Jess's place, yeah, has yes. a like, brownstone like Right. This, and he's a He's a, he's a writer. writer yeah. And I think she's like a window dresser. I'm not I was gonna ask you what she did. So I missed that. I, I could be mistaken, but I feel like it's mentioned somewhere that she, back in the day when they would do like displays. So she was Okay. It was insinuated, at least in my memory, which again could be wrong, that she was good at her job and, and when people would go to the city they would window shopping was definitely a thing. 
and she would dress the windows, the mannequins okay. and the displays there. Yeah. As, as, as you bring that up, I was, the, I was thinking about the Friends quote. I think it was Chandler who says, thank God for rent control. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how else could they afford these places? Like, he, what, I think just starting off as a lawyer or something like that. Is he a lawyer? He's a political advisor. He okay. was a lawyer. And she's a journalist. And that kind of, we find that out in the next scene, which is the, so they. At the airport. Yes. Yes. They, yeah. they, they end their, their ride to New York City and they kind of just say like, oh, never see you again. And walk away and then it cuts to five years later and harry's walking through the airport and he walks by this couple that's making out in a very aggressive fashion but also it's kind of like payback for when he was making yes. out with amanda yes, yep. yes. Yep. in chicago yep. see that's one thing i love about this movie i love it so mirrored it's, everything's yes. mirrored between different characters different scenes and yep. i love that about this you get film. the other side of the coin yeah yep. and so sally's dating harry's neighbor joe uh and harry's engaged which is once they get on the airport on, on the plane I mean that is pretty surprising to Sally and to get back to the theory on men and women he now says he kind of suggests that they be friends and she kind of brings it back like didn't you say that men and women couldn't be friends and he said well it's different if they're both seeing people and that's closer I am realistic I do see what Charlie's original theory Charlie, uh, Harry's original theory is that men are men and I don't think that it's like, you know, it's a definite no, but I think it is realistic that they will always be thinking about it a little bit, unless they're seeing you or or, you're, or they're seeing. There's relationships involved. I'm closer to that theory. Okay. So, but anyway, he tries to be friends with her. He's married because he's married. She's in a relationship, and she shuts him down and and pretty much stops him there, right? So. Yes. All right. So. After that, oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I will say though, for whatever reason, I love like, it's so like cliche, whatever, but I love like the last looks where they always greet each other, like when they're dropping off, dropping her, him off at Washington Square Park, like the glance, and then when he's walking on the plane, I get yep. a glance, like it's the eyes, they really do speak in this film, which is. Yes. The, well, we'll get back to that later, but it is. I wonder how. I, ha I do have a problem a little bit with Harry being this like ladies man to the not not that he couldn't like I, there are plenty of guys that aren't the most and no nothing wrong with billy crystal but he's not you know he's not tom cruise or something like that but there are plenty of guys who aren't the most classically good looking that do well with girls but i i wish we'll get to that again later but i wish they would have played it a little bit different as far as how he does he does with the ladies so anyway so last we know at the airport, Harry's married. Sally's in this relationship. And it with... seems well on her way to marriage. Yes. Yeah. Because they dropped the album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because weren't they, don't they stay in the plane like they've been dating for a month or something yeah. like that? So yeah. it's like they really are. It's quick. It's, it's quick. quick. It's coming out of quick. Yeah. Well, the whole movie, it, a lot of the storyline, whether it's them or Harry and Sally later on it, it all comes together pretty quick Jess and Marie's relationship so yeah, they are not messing around right, so, <laughs> so at the airport we leave it that Harry's happily married or at least that's what he'd, he'd tell you and uh, Sally's in a relationship apparently Harry's not or maybe he was happy but his wife wasn't happy because she ends up cheating on him and leads to one of my favorite scenes in the movie which is Harry and his friend Jess, which that's one thing I would change about the movie. It's like, I don't know how you pick. It's too, make his name Mike or something. But anyway, they're at a Giants game and he's talking about how his wife's cheating on him and, and everything like that. And, and 
so things are not going well for Harry. So uh, it's a bummer of a scene, but it really shows like their bromance. Yes, they're such yes. good friends, and you can just tell like, yes, they love the Giants. It's a a cool thing to do together, but a couple things are taking time out to talk about some serious shit, and then <clears throat> they almost are like finishing each other's sentences. So in the span of um, maybe a minute, minute and a half, you really get that these guys understand each other and appreciate each other. So you get that bond. And I like that scene a lot too, even though it's not like your typical favorite because it's it's not funny. it doesn't make you smile, but it at least gives you some insight into yeah, the character. Yeah, it's like a character growth. And like, just yeah. like, like, that's so important, too. Like, even, like, when everyone else is having fun around them, like, the way this, yeah. like, they get involved quickly, and they yes. sit right back down. It's yeah. like, it's so fun. And it's, they don't, you talk about eye con- like, the, the yeah. eyes, they don't break eye contact, like, right. at all. And you say it's not funny, but it is funny, because <laughs> at one point, Harry says, or Jess says that uh, <laughs> cheating isn't the... What did you say? It's it's not the problem. It's a symptom or something like that. And then Harry says, "Well, the symptom is fucking my wife." And then, <laughs> yeah. and then the the movers, the shirts about the mo- the movers are wearing. Yeah. That part is actually yeah. funny yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with Mister Zero. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and I also I literally wrote this down. And you brought up the wave thing. I hate the wave. I wish that they were <laughs> all sporting this. But so, and, and then the other thing, in a serious. I think that's I think it's a pretty big turn in the movie because Harry's like for the first time he's kind of like hurt a little bit and he's vulnerable and he makes it he makes it you, you can relate to him a little bit more and he goes from being this at the beginning of the movie you're like this guy's a player and I don't and I don't first of all I don't understand why he's a player he's not like some traditionally very good looking guy no, he's, he's bald he's balding guy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a bad hair piece to cover he's like 67 years old but but at this point, you're like, all right, I actually start to feel bad for Harry. And I think this is like the first time where you... You empathize. You empathize yeah. and you like him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, so he's hurt. And then later down the road, I think it's... Is it five years? Is the bookstore running five years later? I think it's six. Six years later. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I think it's a little more than five years. Maybe okay. six. Okay, so uh, there are Sally's in a bookstore and... Someone in self improvement or self help is staring at you. Yes. I always think of that yeah. line. Yes. And so she uh, personal says, growth. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And then she says to Marie like that. It was it's Marie, right? Yeah. She yeah. Says to Marie yeah. like that's I rode cross country with him or, or whatever. But he never remembers me. Right. Right. So and then he walks up to her and Marie totally throws her right under the bus and just walks away. So, um, but they kind of get catching up and they talk about their what's going on and they have a coffee together and you find out that Harry's divorced he got cheated on and then more importantly or not more importantly but equally important Sally's done with Joe because she wanted kids he didn't and like I said Harry got cheated on uh, they kind of walk together have coffee together and then pretty quickly become very close friends um, watch movies together over the phone See, I love that scene that's, that's one of my favorite scenes like I more like the nostalgic part of it so I used to tell my friends, like, you know, hey, what are you, know, what, what are you watching? What channel is it on? 11. Like, I miss, like, the days I like, can, like, watch a movie together yeah. live on TV over the phone versus, like, streaming and all that. Like, I don't know why, what, what, what it was about that scene, but it's now it's brought like, back some memories. Now you couldn't do it because you'd be like, oh, I paused it because I had to we're, <laughs> now we're all out of line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no. So, and, and they become pretty close. And, and that, I think this 
part of the movie, especially like when they're walking to the park in New York City. This is the peak of New York City in the movie, and like in the fall the and it, yeah, yeah, exactly with the foliage, winter like time, that. like later on, like it's, yeah. it really makes it a character, right? And then Harry is is with he's at the batting cages with Jess, which is this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie for a few reasons, which we'll get into later. But he's talking to he's talking to Jess about like the kind of the two sides of his his life with women and how you know he he hooked up with this other lady and he actually. He brought her to another, what, I don't know how he says it. But he he says, says, I brought her to a place that wasn't human. Yeah, human, yeah. I made her meow. <laughs> right, right. And Jess I love that line. Her. Again, one of my notes, I love that line. You made her meow? Yeah. yeah. He well, stops what he's doing. I think a ball even whizzes by, like he misses his pitch. Well, no, no, because all the, the whole like series is, he tells, it's it's such, it's so well done. So Billy Crystal says, like, I made her meow. And then he starts talking about Sally, and he's like, "But I can be myself around her. I can. I don't have to pretend or whatever." <laughs> and then after all that, Jess is like, "You made her meow. Yeah, like, he can't." Yes. His comedic timing oh, is totally understated, yeah. but so good. Right, and and even though in that scene, he what he's saying is like, because he he literally says something like, uh, "You know, I don't have to pretend because I'm not trying to sleep with her and whatever like that." But you you start to yeah, you're like, he's, he likes her. He's like talking he, about her a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He likes her. And then bonus points for Harry, Billy Crystal. <clears throat> As actors go, phenomenal baseball swing. He, and he sells himself as like a baseball fan or whatever, but a lot of people do that. Him in the batting cages, he looked like, if that guy, if you had like an adult softball league and that guy was on a team, you'd be like, wouldn't be bummed. No, I wouldn't be bummed at all. So, and if there is a lot, not that I'm a professional baseball hitting coach, but Sometimes with any sport in a movie, you're watching, you're like, that doesn't look right. I, I mean, I never played that, but that doesn't look right. He, he looks very, very natural. And in, and like the football game, it's a very realistic, like, male friend scene. You know what I mean? They're, they're either at a football game or they're not trying to, like, stereotype or generalize or anything like that. But that is kind of how guys, guys don't sit down on a couch and, and talk about their feelings. They do stuff like that, mostly because they're yeah. they're... It's limits they put on themselves. Well, it's stuff you would do right. with your buddies. So right. maybe it's not for everybody, but it's very you. Right. I have no interest in the batting cages. I couldn't tell you if his swing was good, bad, or otherwise. But oh yeah, I would be getting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would survive yeah. in there. But right. it's it's relatable to you for sure. Yeah, like like again, like the sports. Like when they are watching the games, I love how like they're still watching the game and talking us like some of the time. So it's like right. they're you know. They're not like ignoring the game because like when we talk at a game, we're still like focusing on the game while we're talking. Like right. we don't really, you know. Yeah, no, and and so Harry's like I said, he's he's talking about how much he he, he like really likes his relationship, and then from that, they, they kind of him and Sally put together. They're gonna hook up. Like they're gonna try to set up Jess, who's Harry's friend, Bruno Kirby, rest in peace. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Glad yeah. I was right about that. That'd be <laughs> unfortunate. And then uh, Sally's friend Marie, played by Princess Leia. The amazing Carrie Fisher. Also recipes. Right. Also yeah. recipes. Yeah. 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 A lot of people. When I was looking through the notes of this movie, a lot of people, whether it's actors or directors, screenwriters, I mean, a lot of people have, have passed on, which is unfortunate. It's, it's fine. Oh yeah. No, it's it's not like not spoiler alert because it's not my no my ultimate favorite thing about this movie but like i think they are the best part of this movie like the i friends. honestly do the friends i think they're so good together i agree and i, I yeah well, i wish it was social was more of them but see i think i think what's great about this movie 
is that there's not a lot of fat. Like they could have had, this is Harry's relationship with his boss. This is Harry's relationship with, with Jess. This is uh, uh, Sally's relationship with, with the boss. This is her sister or her mother. And it's like, every, there's no wasted space in this movie. There's right. no extra character. It's an hour and a half-ish movie. And there's not any part of it that you would need to take out or want to take out or anything like that. Yeah. Also, I don't know if we'll have an opportunity to talk about it otherwise, but the vignettes with the couples. Oh, I meant to talk about that at the beginning, yeah. Even though, like, if you could almost say if something's got to give, that could be the thing. But the way they wrap it up at the end. Yes. You can't do without. And also... Right. Each one of those, except for the couple that talks over each other the entire time, they almost all bring me to tears every single time. And I it watch keeps them. it keeps like reminding you without saying it, like what you're here for and what mm. what this is doing. And it's mm-hmm. telling the story of two people and like that spoiler alert and whatever. Yeah. But so they get the idea that they're gonna set up uh, Jess and Marie, which I think Bree has mentioned that about friends of ours. She would never actually done it, but she was like, oh, we should have this guy talk to that girl, or this girl talk to that guy. I've never done that in my life. And I never, Bree's never done it, well, at least that I know of either. But and I, is there a worse idea? No, it than, seems like a good idea. And then by the time the words come out of your mouth, it already seems like a bad one. Right. And setting up two friends, because it's like, if your friend that you care about starts dating someone and it doesn't work out, it sucks bad enough if you had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But if you set them up and then you feel responsible for whatever they're going through, one. Two, you can't ever hang out with... You got to, like, have two separate lives with your best friend and your... But anyway. So they, they set up... They try to set up uh, Harry... Sally tries to set Harry up with Marie. And Sally tries to set... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm and, the names up. and again, it's all mirrored. I love how you'll see like Harry with his friend talking, and then you see uh, uh, Jess, I mean, uh, Marie talking. Like they'll be talking about the same things yes. that the other characters are. So it's very mirrored and it's all flowing together. It's like right. one <laughs> continuous scene. It's really, really good. So they're at dinner, and it pretty quickly becomes clear that it's not going to work out between Harry and Marie or between Sally and Jess. And then Marie and Jess really hit it off. And and they're talking about an article that Jess wrote. Well, Marie quoted him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever quoted me to me. <laughs> right. And the minute they leave the restaurant, like Joe said, Harry's asking, or Jess is asking Harry if he would mind. Like, if he, basically, he's like, are you, you going to pursue her? Or would you mind if I asked her out? And the same thing's going on with uh, Sally and Marie. And... They're both saying, both Harry and Sally are saying, like, no, no, I don't care, but just give her some time. I don't want her to be hurt or him to be hurt or anything like that. So, it, like you said, it's a perfect, like, mirror situation. And they end up, apparently, they, they knew what they liked and, and knew what they wanted because they quickly get to fall for each other and they get engaged. So For the record, I think they hooked up that night. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then, I don't remember if I'm missing something in the plot here, but... Uh, <laughs> after that Sally finds out that her ex is married he's getting married getting married sorry it's okay you're there's stuff that happens in between um because and all that happens really is a series of things that shows Harry and viewers that Sally's taking her breakup with Joe in stride and she's doing really well 
Except for when. Yes. She finds out that her ex is getting married and she calls Harry in a she's breaking down. She's she's losing it and she calls Harry and he goes over to comfort her. And it's a pretty good uh scene when she's having a breakdown because it's like very over the top or whatever, but it's a good it's I think it's just the right amount of emotion. <laughs> the tissues thrown on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so everyone knows, I'm the Sally in the relationship. Yeah, Bree's emotionally unstable. And... No, it's, I feel all the things. But I really do like when he's trying to talk her off the ledge and she just interjects. I mean, it's so over the top, but she just interjects as like, a Kleenex is in one hand, and she just is ugly crying. And it's the end of the world. Oh, I'm difficult. <laughs> Love that line. Yes, so it really hits home. So, <laughs> so anyway, while he's trying to kind of console her, things escalate and they end up having sex. So now the relationship is is kind of gone to a, a different place, and the next day. Harry ends up, and you can kind of, it's immediately, Harry's uncomfortable. You don't really know why he's uncomfortable yet, and what do you, why do you guys think he was uncomfortable? I have a theory on it. It's, and it's over an interpretation, so. Go ahead, You go first, Brie. I feel like he got into his own head, and he realized the... The potential possibilities. Well, and also, like, you can't go back from yes, that, right? right? So, like, he right. crossed a line that you can't uncross. Yep. And also, he wanted to leave, but he didn't know how when Sally was kind of sort of... He said he felt smothered. And I, I do think that she's not... Wasn't one or her character wasn't one to kind of give him the space he was craving. So, I think he was just freaking out, second-guessing. And, I, and I, they, they kind of hinted at this at the beginning of the movie where like that's the, that's the difference between men and women it's like the guy wants to have sex and then immediately leave but the girl wants to like cuddle for was like 24 hours he said 24 hours or something something some yeah. crazy it's some crazy long time but i think that what it was is a little bit of what Bree said and then in that he realizes that he can't go back but then also I kind of like to think that part of it is he realizes that he cares about her and he's not used to somehow Billy Crystal is this ladies man of Manhattan. I don't know how, but you know, he's, he's smooth talker, but this is the first time he's ever really, or at least maybe since his marriage that he's ever crossed that line where he's like, crap, like I, I really like her and I don't want to lose her as a friend either. It's not like, you know, so. And we also like, don't know if Sally's slept with anyone since Joe. She's seen people, but we don't know for sure. And they've had that talk of. I think we do know, don't we? Because isn't am I messing up the timeline? Well, they have a talk outside Jess and Marie's when they're yeah about the wagon wheel table. Yeah, and um, they do get in a blowout brawl about that comes to this head about sleeping with someone, and um, so we know at that point. That she's not, but I don't know. The timeline is a little squishy, so we don't know, but I'm assuming that maybe not. Yeah. I can't remember. Before the scene happens, don't we have uh, the first New Year's scene when right. they when they their, their cheeks first touch? Yes. yes. And like that connection. was right, like that was like one of my favorite scenes as well. Like I love the scene where it's like he's trying to realize that, you know. This is he, different. He, this is different, yeah. right? And like 
they make that deal where if they're both single going into New Year's the following year from here on out that they would go together. Yeah. And it was, I, I, it was a nice little scene, kind of like setting up for what was about to happen, I think. Like, it was a good foreshadowing of, like, they're really happy, like, they're really, really happy in this moment, and then that night they do the deed. And then what another scene that I think has, at this point, has, have they run into Ira yet? Oh. Because So no that happens, yeah. so they run into... Ira and Helen Helson at the Sharper Image Yes. when they're shopping for something like a housewarming gift or apartment warming gift for Jess and Marie's new place. So we'd have to back up a tiny bit, but kind of the icing on the cake of that scene is when they're singing Sorry with the Fringe on Top. Which I had to Google what that was from, by the way. Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. So singing Sorry with the Fringe on top on the karaoke machine in a store, which I don't think, I don't think anyone, like I do karaoke, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I don't think that I would do that in a random retail store. (laughs) Well, especially, and why would that be your go-to song? Yeah, and would they know all the, I mean, I know they were looking at the lyrics, but they just knew the melody and everything. Like, like, like dance moves. And, oh yeah. yeah, he was feeling it. And like no one, no one, no one looked over it though. Like that's the thing. I kept looking in the background. I'm like hold it. Like I would, I'd be so. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this. But like everyone in the background is doing their own their shopping. So I'm like, I'd be turning this guy down at this point. Like what is yeah. he doing? Well, and today if you did that, everyone in the store would have their cell phones out. Right. Like, oh, You'd be on YouTube. Weird. Yeah. And then Sally, Sally unapolog- unapologetically has this like confidence about her. Yeah. Singing until she stops when she all of a sudden realizes her voice is so bad. Which everything I said about how shockingly attractive Meg Ryan was, the opposite for her singing. <laughs> not, you know, she's not her strength. But so anyway, they, they, they end up hooking up. They, uh, they have that scene where they call uh, Jess and, and, uh, and Marie. Mm-hmm. And Jess and Marie answer the call on different phones. They're both laying in bed together, but they have a different phone on either side of the bed. I attribute that to Jess being a writer. And so if he's like on the beat or something, yeah, does he have to have, is it like a bat phone? Like That's fair. Does he have to have a phone? That's fair. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was kind of like a weird thing. Like I loved it. It's, it's a great scene. It's a great scene. But like, I was trying to figure out like, do they really need their own phone? Like are they really that popular between the two of them? It's like, yeah, <laughs> I think Bree's, Theory on the, it's the only thing I can think of. It makes yeah. it makes the most sense. It makes the most sense, and Thank I think you. sometimes you just have to say it's, it's a movie. And yeah, it's a great scene. So whatever they had to do to, to you know, to make it up. So, um, and then when uh, Harry leaves the next day, he kind of leaves pretty quickly, and but he says to her like, "I'd like to take you out to dinner tonight," mm-hmm. and they go out to dinner, and it's kind of an awkward, you know, small talk thing, and then Sally says. That she thinks last night was a mistake and then harry jumps on it he's like i agree with you i'm so glad you said that mm-hmm. blah 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 but you kind of get the feeling that neither one of them really feel it was like they were both just waiting for one of them to say something right and they, they say that they should say that in the beginning yeah. like i hope she has a first right i hope you know like they both were waiting for the other person to kind of make the first move right but you think don't you think that if the first move was I really like you. What do you think? Do you think if the first move is her saying, I really like you, what do you think he would have said? I think he would have, I, I think he would have like, agreed and said, I yeah. like you too. Like, I think it's like they're just both kind of stubborn in there. And they didn't want to be vulnerable. They didn't yeah. no one want to be the first person to jump. Right. I think. Either way. But, um, 
so after that friendship goes downhill pretty quickly because now it's awkward and it kind of goes back a little bit to the theory in the beginning of the movie where you don't you kind of they can't be friends it's like Bree said they've crossed the line now it's awkward but harry's leaving her voicemail she's trying to call her and and fix things and whatever and she's not picking up and then eventually she does pick up and she pretty much tells him to you know go pound sand and mm-hmm. you know they can't be friends anymore that they're crossing the line so she does a really good job for sticking up for herself yeah um and i really appreciate that she's firm with him yeah and she lets him know like she lets him know where the dog died and i, I feel like he also does a very good job of being persistently comedically up apologetic like yeah. He, yeah. when he calls and he's singing into the voicemail yeah. you know like call me yeah <laughs> oh yeah normandy's character is so good like for an 89 for a script that came out in 89 like she is so also pretty much relevant today like she's strong and he's kind of like they both have their strengths and weaknesses yeah. easily and like it's not they don't take like you know uh oh, the word i'm thinking about well, it's like it's they don't they avoid cliches with like Stereotypes. They voice stereotypes, yeah. basically, is what I'm looking for. Well, and you said at the beginning that the whole movie, and the, the one of the best things about the movie is that the characters kind of mirror each other. Yeah. And so at the beginning of the movie, we had Harry, who was this like guy who was hooking up with all these girls. He didn't really let his emotions get involved. He was like hard to get to, whatever. And then we had Sally, who was this emotional train wreck, and she was probably a little bit letting her emotions get the best of her. Uh, a little bit, maybe a little bit of a pushover, and now it's kind of you seem like a, a it's like a role reversal, yeah. yeah a role where reversal. Harry's reaching out and he's trying to he's trying to reach out to her, and she, who's normally been, you know, maybe a little bit of a pushover, she's saying like, no, like I'm not, I'm not, you know, so yeah. It's, it's like classic Thelma and Louise that yeah. role reversal halfway through, right, right. So, but it doesn't also doesn't seem like she's doing it. Like, she's not getting enjoyment. No. Like, it's no, a she's power not. She's play she's or a grudge she's holding for no reason. Like, she's right. just kind of... I think she's needing time to, like, heal a little bit. And I like that it's not... It's almost like self-preservation. Like, she's not putting him through this groveling process for her own benefit or to just punish him. It's just truly because she's hurt yeah yeah and like they were they spent all that time together they were always hanging out like they were yeah. always the one they depended on for each other it's like and then once they have that fight you don't see them hanging out with really anyone else other than jess and marie like that mm-hmm. was they were like their their shoulder parts and that's that's the other thing is at the same time so i don't know if they give like dates or whatever well no it must be so at the same time, Jess and Marie are about to get married. So it's yeah. three weeks. They had from, sex three weeks before. Right, yeah. From the hookup night to the wedding. So And somehow in between Harry was dating an anthropologist. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Marie's trying on the wedding dress. He really does get around. Yes. That's not a comment on his sexual activity. I just mean it in the sense of like how do you meet an anthropologist and someone who bakes desserts and Right. New York's pretty tough to meet people one. So like <laughs> <laughs> no, not. So uh anyway, so that happens getting rid of the wedding and eventually the night of the wedding, Harry tries to talk to her uh again three weeks later, but she kinda shuts him down pretty quick. Uh and then he tries to explain himself and say that 
that night that I came over, I didn't come over with the intention of hooking up with you, but then you, you were, you know, looking at me all sad and with those puppy dog eyes or something like that. Like, what was I supposed to do? And then she says, are you saying you took pity on me? And right is about, right about as Harry's about to answer. And I hope and assume he was going to say no. We'll never know because she slaps the taste out of his mouth and then storms off and then walks out of that room into uh, Jess. So they're at the wedding still. And Jess is saying, hey, this, you know, I'd like to toast the, the best man and the, the uh, bridesmaid uh, without, if it wasn't for them finding, what does he say? He we said didn't if, find... if we, meaning him and Marie, if we found either one of you remotely attractive, this wouldn't have happened. Something right. along yeah. those lines. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly it, yeah. And really, like, not important at all, but a little detail of Billy's face still red. Like, as he walks, yes. I guess he has yeah. a red face come from the slap. Yeah. Like, yeah. they ignore the detail. Slap. It was a good slap. And they yeah. say, Did she still have the shrimp and the pea pod in hand? Because she had, like, picked up an hors d'oeuvre <laughs> and then waved him frantically into the kitchen yeah. where the staff was just prepping food. Yeah. And that's where they had this heated conversation about his intentions that night yes and it didn't end up, it didn't end well so <clears throat> after that uh the next big scene unless i'm or the best next big night unless i'm missing something is is new year's and joe had kind of mentioned earlier that they they had made plans so like if they don't have someone on new year's they would always spend it together but obviously they're not together and uh sally's at a party with her friends and harry's just walking around new york city like a depressed you know sees a couple making out it's yeah. like a... <laughs> he had started watching a basketball game yeah yeah and then he had Mallow Mars something yep and he had a he, he was he was putting he had the basketball and he, this yeah. shit, he throws it up he's like if I get this in then he misses it that's like a little comic <laughs> yeah and and the reference he makes about like the Knicks winning the world that's what it was the Knicks it was like if I get this in yes if I get, if I get this in they're gonna win and he, and he pop, pops out right <laughs> Them. Well, I was thinking of like someone in New York, which obviously they've had success in some sports. Um, only a couple. Yeah, only a couple. Well, really, it's only one. One, yeah. But so, someone from New York City, a real Knicks fan, watching this in '89, and being like, "Oh man, it's been 16 years, and now like you're watching now, and you're like, mm. oh man, this is this is rough." So yeah. Anyway, he's walking around, uh, and he realizes that, and oh, I could kind of back up. Sally is not having a good time at the party. It's coming up to midnight, and she decides that she's going to leave. She tells uh, uh, Jess and Marie that she's done, and they try to talk her out of it, but she decides to leave. At the same time, Harry decides that like something clicks, and he's like, I have to talk to her. I have to you know, see her and tell her how I feel or whatever. So you're kind of seeing two scenes. Harry is jogging or running, sprinting through New York City, and she's trying to leave the party, so that's what's going on. And then he, they kind of cross paths right as she's trying to leave the party. And at first, she's not really having it. He says that he loves her, and she doesn't really buy it. Uh, he she thinks, thinks he's being like he's depressed because of the holidays. Right, he's exactly. Her mind he's just there. looking yeah. for someone to kiss on New Year's, pretty he, much. Yeah. He had kind of alluded to that earlier in the movie, so she's kind of calling his bluff, like "You're lonely, Harry. It's the holidays." Right. 
And she had a date that night too. She left a date. I don't know yeah. if you mentioned that, yeah. but she, yeah, she, had, he she had a date. He kind of seemed like he sucked. He did. Like, I love that scene <laughs> where like, they're talking. And she's mm-hmm. as she's like talking, she talks to Murray. She's Murray. like, this is awful. Like, it's like yeah. right next to him. She never get a cab. <laughs> yeah. And then you see Billy Crystal as he's sprinting across the city trying to hail a couple cabs. Yeah. So Marie was right. Yep. Yeah. So... And then he's so she's basically saying like you know I'm on to you and you know I'm not I'm not falling for it, and then he gives his his famous speech that I'm I'm not gonna try to repeat, but he says like mm. he starts naming off all these little weird quirks that she has and and how he loves her and he's like he says something like I love how you're cold when it's seventy one degrees out I love how you take an hour and a half to order a sandwich and then there's a few other weird idiosyncrasies. Love a little, uh... Was a cranial between your nose yeah, and here. Yeah, and then the camera pans <laughs> yeah. to her face, and she's got that furrowed brow. Yeah. Right, right. So, but then he says, "I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible." And so, one of my favorite parts about this scene is the I think the stereotypical Hollywood thing to do would be for them to like immediately embrace and kiss and whatever, but then she switches to that's why I hate, that's why I hate you, Harry, or something like that because. Pretty much like you go and say something like that, and, and you know, possible. I hate you. right? Exactly. It chokes me up every time. I cried the other night when we were watching it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not like an ugly, not an ugly cry. Not a you find out Joe's getting married cry, but like a good fat tear down your cheek. A little tears here and there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not ashamed to admit it. I mean, Eric's heartless. That's on you. But did you cry harder in that or during the gum commercial? I cried during a couple gum commercials. Well, so. it, apparently you haven't seen the extra gum commercial from four years ago that Eric still hasn't let me live down. Because it still comes on. You're like, oh. It's a sweet story. <laughs> so, anyway. So, she's like she says, she says she hates him, but uh, then they she says she loves him. Or she, they kind of come together and they kiss and they live happily ever after. And then the movie ends with, we've been seeing all these married couples all these years telling the stories of how they met. And now Harry and Sally are on that, you know, that couch telling their story. Yeah. And, and I believe I heard somewhere that that was totally ad lib. I heard that too. I heard that too. Okay, yeah. so it can't yeah. be. Three yeah. of us have yeah. heard it. It yeah. can't be totally false. I love those all those love stories too. Like I was like whenever whenever a new story came okay, up, I was completely like I was like yeah. I was yeah, got my attention. And yeah. the Harry and Sally one at the end where they talk about the coconut cake. Yeah. And they riff on yes. the sauce on the side. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's perfect. So, who do you think? Who do you think of when you when you think of this movie? Like, the, well, I assume we all liked it. So, who do you think was like the strongest performance? Whether it was as an actor, or what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, if I can choose a screenwriter, yeah. Nora's script was incredible. Yeah. The dialogue was super witty. It was really quick. It reminds me of like uh, if you ever seen His Girl Friday. The dialogue super snappy. They yeah. both like they both go right at each other. Like it's not one stronger than the other. They just it's just so quick, so smart. It's funny. It has drama. Yeah. The dialogue's incredible. And like, onto school for writing. This is actually one of the movies we studied, the first screenplay. So like it has like a perfect like, you can tell like when the act breaks and everything and yeah, like the timing. Yeah, it's like it's just act breaks and the beats. It's just like it's all it's a perfect script. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. For you. I really love Meg Ryan as Sally in this movie. Um, I love how her character changes from kind of this super naive, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, dying-to-get-to-New-York young lady to someone who, she does toughen up, and she does have, like, a thicker skin by the end. Um, 
And I love things she says throughout. Like, there's, it's a small, like, tidbit scene, but they're walking through the city when they first become friends. And she's talking about this recurring sex dream she's had. And it's pretty much just like this faceless man walks into her room and takes her clothing off. And that's it. And it's so anticlimactic. And then Billy Crystal looks at her and says, that's it? Like, it's the same thing every time? And she says, well, I vary it a, a little bit sometimes and he asks how and she says what I'm wearing you know like that is so funny but it's such a I don't know if it would have worked out as well if anyone else had delivered the lines oh yeah no she was good at them so good in it yeah I think it's tough it's impressive when if you're someone who like looks like Meg Ryan did in 1989 it's almost hard to play it's hard to play a believable, awkward person because, like, everyone's like, yeah, I'm sure you have a real hard time, like, meeting men and talking to people because you're beautiful. But she, she, no, she does, she, she's awesome and she, she does a great job. Definitely, like I said, I don't know what my opinion of Meg Ryan was before this, but, mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't, and I don't really have any intention to see, like, a hundred other movies after right. this, but in this movie, she is really good. I wonder if I'd always think, like, Say I watched another movie because I thought I loved Meg Ryan. I wonder if I'd just be like, no, but I love Sally Albright. Yeah, yeah. And that's my feeling, too, I think. Like, yeah. I actually watched, I forgot what it was recently, and I think of, this is her role. Yeah. Well, no, you know what it was? You, we forgot, she's in Top Gun. That's right, she's, she's in, and yeah, that's, that's exactly, yeah. And she's actually really good. She's a super small part in Top Gun as Goose's wife. And she's actually really good in Top Gun. She too. is. So, but it's a small part, but she does a really good job, I think. I will say too with the script. I don't know, like, if, are you guys familiar with like Larry David, yeah. Kermit Enthusiasm, and Seinfeld? Yes. The dialogue feels like something that he would write now. Yeah. It's like it's the little things, like little things I nitpick. The way she orders and the way he kind of hypnoses that. The speech on like being friends with a female, like that's also feel like I feel like Larry David would write today. Like yeah. she was like she was ahead of the game. Yeah. yeah. Nora. My, I think my favorite part of the movie is it's not, it's the relationship between Jess and Harry and the, just the friendship and like the stuff we talked about, um, where like, I, I, I don't like movies where they put people in situations where you're like, that's not how people talk, whether it's because of their age or their gender or both. Like one pet peeve of mine is when I'm watching a movie and it's people that are in their thirties and they're going to like a club it's like that's not that's not how life works and, and the other movie that i think of like kind of in a, similar to this is one of my favorite parts about goodwill hunting is that all those guys they go to the same bar every night and they drink and they whatever and that's like that's how people that's how those guys do it and that's believable and i and jess and harry's friendship in this is probably my favorite part of it even though it's jess's part's kind of small but just and then that in new york city the, yep. the, and the, the what New York City adds to the movie and how it's like an extra character and, and everything like that. Least favorite thing? Something you'd change if you could? So I think I, what I would change just for the sake of wanting to see how it would work another way would be casting anyone else as Harry. Specifically uh. someone traditionally handsome and i know i know i'm flipping the script here i'm being that person who's talking about appearances would usually 
your gender gets all of the flack for that. But no. yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is like, I wonder if, I don't even know who I'd cast. I, I don't think. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah Tom Cruise was really big back then. Right. <laughs> but that's the thing is that's, it's hard because I agree with you. And, I, and one of the things, it's going to tie into what I would change it in a way kind of too. But the tough thing is you, I understand having someone be, that you want someone to be a little bit better looking. But then if they're too good looking, it's, yeah, it throws off the whole charm of it and how relatable. Yeah. I wonder if Robin Williams could have done it. You, no, he's no. a quick talker. Like, and he, I think he could pull off the like the comedic timing of some of the. And he's not like traditionally handsome in the sense of like, you know, like a a hunk. Like he was never right. He was this, more with personality. Yeah, and and so I think that that's the thing. Like, this this sounds awful, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Like. Certain people, maybe they're made more attractive because of their personality and sense of humor and those sorts of things. I do find it so unbelievable that Billy Crystal is such a Lothario. Like, he's so, like, he <laughs> he gets all these girls, and I'm just like, it doesn't add up. You know what Billy Crystal is, though? Is he's very New York City. Yeah. So, like, that. And I also don't know if he was, like, considered kind of handsome too. yeah like that's a, who we yeah. should ask we should ask like people. would my mom does like my mom think he's cute so my my what i would change about the movie is it kind of ties into that i would keep billy crystal but i almost wish they made his like that his ex-wife that he runs into with ira mm. she's beautiful she looks like a, a model so i wish they made like meg ryan his exception his like Wow, I got Meg Ryan. She's the hottest. I got Sally. She's the hottest girl I ever I ever talked to, and or like I can understand if they made him like someone who got around, but it wasn't always with supermodel looking women. Yeah. So that that's what I would change. I would make it so. Yeah, he gets around and he puts in work, but he's less of a like a celebrity type sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just a little too unbelievable. So. But I think he brings so much to the movie in the New York thing. I don't think I could change that, but I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing I would change, you kind of touched upon already, I love Jess. And, like, I know we got enough of him on screen to know the person he is already. Like, he's a great friend. Like, I wish he had more of him. Yes. And, like, it's it's already, like, it's, it's Harry's story and it's Sally's story. It's, like, you really can't add Jess and Marie to the mix as much, but every scene they were in, they stole. Like, they were so fun to watch. They were supportive of their friends. They were awesome people. Yeah. It's like, I wish it was more of them. And they and were a good couple. They were. Yeah. It's like, it could be someone like that they looked up to, like Harry's like, they mm. strive to be this couple, basically. Yeah. 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 The no, wagon wheel coffee table. When she, when they had that awkward fight in front of Harry and Sally, and at the end, Marie kind of embraces Jess and reassures him, I will never want that coffee table. <laughs> yes. It was so, <laughs> it's funny because... That's what happens in real life. Like you, you do if things go well, move into a place and you combine your tastes and styles and you compromise. But usually, um, there's one person that decorates the house and the other person <laughs> sits silently and nods yep. into the podcast microphone. <laughs> and poor Jess, he wants his bar stools, but she didn't want them, and yeah. and built and uh, Harry didn't support him, man. Like right. Jess was always there for him. Yeah. He can't support the chairs. Yeah, Roy Rogers. I know. <laughs> there, Jess, I like I like both friendships, but I think Jess and uh, Harry's friendship was a lot 
more believable than mm-hmm. not that the, the other one was good too, but I think their friendship in particular was awesome. But as the only person at the table <laughs> who has firsthand knowledge of female female relationships, I get a little frustrated with Marie when she talks about the whole situation with her and how she's seeing that married man. That's a big chunk of the first part of the movie before Jess. She talks about he's never going to leave his wife and this and that. And um, Sally's always there to remind her, yeah, if I ever meet him and he ever leaves his wife, like they all know it's unbelievable. But when they turn a corner and Jess and Marie are getting married and Sally's sitting on the sofa in the bridal studio eating peanut M&M's and she sees Marie in her wedding dress and like totally tears up until you go shopping with your female best friend and she tries on her wedding dress like I have and you totally tear up you it's just a different bond it's really nice and I think that they it's believable too it's just It's a totally different yeah. dynamic. I yeah. can't imagine going to a Giants game, you know, and that's... I don't know about the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I just think they have different relationships because of the the, the dynamics not only being gendered, but, like, they're different people. Right. And the part specifically with the bridal gown shopping, like, always gets me because I think back to, like, five years ago and I had that experience with my best friend, and it's just a really nice thing. Yeah, I don't know. One of the other things that I love about the movie, well, I guess I just gave away my view of it, but the soundtrack. Yeah. Harry Connick Jr. And I, I, the thing I liked so much about it was, it's Harry Connick Jr., but he's singing a lot of classic songs and very New York songs to me, like Sinatra-style stuff and everything like that. And I thought it fit the movie very well, and it's what helps the movie age so well because mm-hmm. if, if the movie came out in 89 but if the soundtrack was like Poison, Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses it wouldn't translate that well but all that style of music no matter if it's now or 50 years from now it has a New York feel about it like a cool New York feel about it and so that I, I loved it I thought that was and I think he won the award I don't have the research but he won some not Academy Awards, I don't think, but he won awards for his work, and he should have. He's that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, the soundtrack was awesome. You just kind of nailed it. Like it adds the character of New York, yeah. and like it's very like I don't say classy, but like it has that like had that ageless music. Like it hasn't aged at all. It's timeless. Like you still have records, and I still have records of like Harry Connick Jr. and like Frank Sinatra. It's like yeah. this, that music is just it's timeless. Yeah, yeah. Same. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Cool. Love it. Favorite scene. Mm. Oh, I. There are a couple. I really like when she finds out Joe is getting married, and he goes over. Not because they finally hook up, but I love the back and forth. And it probably is because I'm so Sally. Mm -hmm. I also love the first diner scene when they talk about Sheldon, the Wonder Schlong. Um, yeah. it just, I don't know, it never... Yeah, and the date, the underwear with the date. Yeah. yeah, and that's another, that's another classic Sally moment when she's telling the story about, well, he didn't believe me when I told him why I don't wear Sunday, because it doesn't exist because of God, yeah. you know, and yeah. she's just so earnest, and right. she's so like, well, isn't it obvious, like, 
with God. Yeah. Um, I just, it sets her up. It creates this really funny relationship between the two of them. And neither one of those scenes ever get old to me. Love them. Yeah, like, again, I have a couple of scenes that really stick out too. The first time scene, being another one because, yeah. again, I love the script and the dialogue in that scene is just so good. It's funny. It captures uh, Harry's character pretty quickly, Sally's mm-hmm. character pretty quickly. And I also really like the the first New Year's scene, when they kind of realize, like, the dance and, like, mm-hmm. the cheeks touch. He's the camera rotating around them. He's, yeah. like, their expression as their cheeks are touching. Yeah, yeah. he shaved his beard. Yeah, and she e- says, exactly. oh, now he can yep. go cheek to cheek. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, like, I love how you, like, see, like, at first her reaction, like, she kind of realizes it and then goes around and you yeah. see his reaction and goes around again. You yeah. see, like, their, like, face kind of, like, oh, changing. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I also have to stick up, uh, mention as well, the scene when they're uh, upset and she's upset and crying. I love the joke that uh, that Sally says because like they're both trying like they're both worried they're gonna be too old and they're never gonna find yeah. someone. So Sally says Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was seventy three, and Harry says yeah, but he was too old to pick them up. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that 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 line broke me last night. So. Well, the funny thing too is just the emotional break. She's like, she's I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be forty <laughs> she's someday. Like, yeah, he's like when, and she's like someday. Like she's just totally yeah. that is just out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think my favorite scene. I it's, I I love the the batting cage scene. That's probably my favorite. But if I was to give a second place, I I love the sharper image scene, the karaoke scene, just because it's like everyone's been in that spot where you're like, you run into your ex boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. in the worst possible way, and, and it it's just so relatable and, and cringy yeah yeah exactly and, but it, but it's great because you're like yeah you know i get it that sucks and and whatever and then her her ira not even no this at least in the 80s there were some very average looking men doing very well in new york city <laughs> if, if you go by when harry met sally so um i guess start with brie and then go to joe and then i'll finish it up on a scale of one to five so we read everything one to five uh, would you mind paying a late fee for this movie? So, one is you rented it, you watched it for like, you watched it and you immediately dropped it off probably the same night. Mm-hmm. Up to five being, you'll keep it as long as you want. You'll even buy the movie from the store. It's it's perfect. Scale one to five, three. Five. Every time I have it, I would never go back to that movie store because I would just keep it and not pay a late fee. Yeah. All right. Listen, I like my romantic films, right? I've seen the cheesy ones. I've seen the good ones. I love the OC. So, like, I like the romantic scene in movies, all right, in TV shows. That said, this movie is a straight up five. Okay. It's like, I feel like, I feel bad. It's like our first review. It's like, I'm putting fives out. We're setting the bar high. It's it setting the bar high. And, like, it's, this movie's so good. I watch it, like, reset. I watch it all the time when it's on TV. It's like, die hard to me. If I see it on TV, I will watch and keep it on. So, I, when Joe and I started talking about doing the podcast, we talked about, like, ratings wise. There's a difference between best and favorite. So, you know, there, there are movies that aren't the most, they're, they're not going to win Academy Awards, mm-hmm. you know, but they're, but you, but like, like Joe said, if they're on TV, you'd watch them. And then you also have to grade things like, uh, you know, for what they are. And as a romantic comedy, this is, I, I think it's, it's probably, the best one I've seen, if, if not one of the best ones I've, I've seen. I can't think of another one right now. So I don't, I, I'm not going to give it a five just because there's not 
my type of movie as much, but I give it four out of five. It's 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 very good. And again, it's an hour and a half. So if you're a guy out there and you or if you're a girl and your partner out there. Yeah, if you're if, if you're, you're out there, there. somewhere out there. <laughs> Anyone. Our Lady Peace. Right. Yeah, that's good. Don't we're gonna right. edit that out. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, if someone, if if you're if you're going to get like convinced to watch a movie with your significant other, this is about as good as it gets. I think it's it's very good. It's an hour and a half, so you can sit down and watch it. It's no problem, and it really is so good. The dialogue's great. Doesn't drag. It doesn't drag. No, it, doesn't. it flows by so easily. And there's no one in it that you don't like. There's right. no like except for he- Helen. I was gonna say the characters that you don't like, they really get off screen pretty fast. Yeah. Like they, right. they, they don't, right. they don't hang out with them. So but it's, usually there's like a boss or right. like or like someone a, by design you're supposed to right. Dislike. So that's yeah. an easy conflict. Yeah. Right. The only thing you're battling in this movie is you like want them to be together, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. just. You know, when one of them makes a mistake to lessen the odd, the chance of that happening, you get a little bit upset. But everyone in the movie, you like and root for everyone in the movie. So yeah. I think it's one of those films, like, it, it's that totally cliche, you'll laugh, you'll cry, unless you're heartless. And then, you know, like, yeah. it, it has, it kind of checks all the boxes. No, definitely. Like, and like, as you mentioned, that kind of came to me, like, I love how, I don't know why I meant so because I took a note of it, but... They bring up Casablanca a few times in the movie, they do. and the, when I first saw this, I do remember because I was I, I saw Casablanca when I was younger, and I always kind of liked it. I always I thought that this movie was gonna like foreshadow like because they don't end up together, right? So it's like I thought they're gonna like that was foreshadowing that they weren't gonna end up together, Harry and Sally, but like they avoid that because they keep referencing that movie throughout right. as like you know who who does she really love? Does yeah, she, she you know she have gotten on the plane? She exactly. So it's like oh god, are they gonna are they, are they gonna go this route? But I get the happy ending and I kind yeah. of that's like I'm not someone who like I like the realistic endings but like this is a movie that like they deserve the happy ending like years and years and years of friendships and up mm-hmm. up battles downhill battles it's just like it's can I have one more thing I think I'd change yeah and just like it. late breaking the whole thing with Sally and Joe was that she realized she wanted kids and he realized that was not for him I wonder if I wish that at the end, when they do their vignette, if there was like an insinuation that they were having a family. That would have been a nice touch. Yeah, because that was like a really, like when she talks about, I took my friend Alice's kid, we were going to whatever we were going to do, the zoo or something, and we're playing I Spy in the cab, and she saw a little girl on her dad's shoulders, or a little boy on the dad's shoulders, and she said, I spy a family. Like it was such a poignant moment in the film. And such a deal breaker, like for Sally to call things off with Joe so definitively. I don't know. I wonder no, if now good, yeah. if I would have changed that, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. I just, I don't, I think I would have looked right, like that. Right, want that detail. concrete info, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that'd be a nice touch. Because you said, in my mind it happened. Yeah, no, that was important to her. Like, she ended a relationship that was working because of that. So, like, that was important. It's so, like, that would have been a nice touch. Thanks, I like that. I like that, yeah. I like that. So I'm glad, I'm glad we did some practice runs with some movies that weren't as good as... Can we list off the movies Wait. real quick? <laughs> I was going to say. Because <laughs> I'm going to put those out there someday. Well, let's... The movies I refuse to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we're we going to try to get more regular at actually, you know, kind of putting these out there so people can, can download them if they want to. If not, I don't care. We're going to keep talking about movies. But 
Um, maybe someday, if we get enough support and there's, the demand is high enough, we will release the Kazam episode. It'll be on your Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we also have another one that we'll keep because we we're gonna we might release the one we did last week, so we'll keep that for now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also um, did we also did the mask. Yeah, the mask, which, which was not, a lot, which is a lot better than Kazam. Right. <laughs> so. But we're trying to get better at this as we go. And uh, oh, um, real quick, the uh, very much the, the beer from the pecan pie porter was good. Bria, how did you like your pecan pie? So this was my first, believe it or not, pecan pie experiment. And I liked it. I mean, it wasn't what I was expecting. I'm definitely, I'm going to tell you I'll be a fruit fly person. Thank you, Iggy. That's Iggy the dog. Um, <laughs> I do love a fruit pie, but I liked it. Good, I, good. 10 out of 10 would eat again. And that pie is from Albie and in lovely Bradford, Massachusetts, not Haverhill. It's on the fancy side That's of town. It's on the fancy side of Haverhill, yeah. So, um, and the beer was good. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Next week, we're going to try to switch it up so we don't do a romantic comedy every week. Obviously, we're going to try to mix it up. We're going to do a 90s film. This one was from the 80s. Next week, we're going to be doing Bad Boys, the original. Joe and I, or Bree and I, and then Joe separately went and saw Bad Boys 3 in the past few weeks. So we figure it's a good time with the with the third one out and probably a fourth one coming. Yeah. To, they, they, they were announced it. Yeah. To, yeah. Do, yeah. to do the original. So that's what we'll do next week. It'd be a good transition because we do want to, at some point, do sequels, but not anytime soon. So, like, right. Bad Boys might be the the entry point into that in the future. Right. So. Right. Bad Boys so, for Life. Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram. We're at the late fee. If you feel like there's a movie you want us to see us do, uh, send us a message or a comment or something like that, and we'll try to get on the list. But other than that, thank you, Bree, for helping out and being yeah. the, the third voice. Thanks, Thanks Bree. guys. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Thank you very much, guys. See you next week. All right. See you later.